Hi, it's Scott Jennings, and today we're discussing the unilateral change order. So the purpose of a change order is to add work to an existing contract. Ideally, when you negotiate these change orders, they're mutually agreeable. The scope's agreed upon, the time's agreed upon, the cost is agreed upon. But oftentimes, anyone who's been in the industry longer than about six and a half minutes has realized that these terms awfully often get confused or muddled or, or unclear during the negotiation or they're just plain old not agreed upon. So my offer to you for your consideration is don't sign it. That's called a unilateral change order. So what's the origination of the change order? Whether you're a sub or you're the prime contractor, it's inevitable on a job that a job of almost any size is going to have a change in the work. And so how does that, how is that compensated for? It's compensated for via a change order, which includes both time and cost. So they're not bad. They're not unethical change orders, that is. They're just a part of business. And trust me, your client, who's that general or prime contractor or perhaps the owner of the facility you're constructing, knows that, you know, change is going to happen and they're expecting change orders to come. So the response of, oh, my goodness, is a change, that, that's not realistic. Owners always know they're coming. They just always do. If you're on a job of any magnitude with any sort of complexity. So whomever designed the job, they're not perfect. He, she has made an error or omitted something from the contract documents. Not on purpose, it just happens. And if the condition arises where imperfections in the design occur or the addition of scope is desired, you've got to be compensated. So at this time when there's been a change and compensation is due, the change order is cut from your client. So what are the terms of a change order? All change orders are a bit different, but they should all have the following base components, if you will. It should have a scope which is a description of the work to be completed, which is outside of the base contract. And it should have two other components, time and adjustment either up or down in the contract time, and obviously cost and adjustment and dollar value for the contract. Some clients are easy, they're amenable, and you can quickly negotiate or arrive at, a, at agreeable terms in all three of those components, scope and time and cost. But a lot of clients are not as easy and will refuse to agree to your terms. So here are the common reasons I've seen for an owner's quote-unquote inability to come to agreement with you on a change order. Disagreement and definition of additional scope. That can be a common one. Just not being able to agree on what was included in the base scope on bid day for you and then what's actually required now and why that's out of scope. Oftentimes I'll see refusal to grant additional time. They just won't add on the one day or two days that you need to accomplish the work or whether it's a month or two or a year. Just a lot of times it's not agreed upon and the owner won't, won't actually support you and get any additional time. I always love this one. I can't change the boilerplate language, so I can't give you the time. That's just an excuse more often than not. The next one, uh, you know, this change order can't address the additional cost of your overhead and staff. That's what the markups are for. Well, the markups were fine when it was just one or two changes, but I'm on the uh, 78th change right now, and because of that, you know, we've had to modify greatly our management of this project, and it's cost a lot of additional money to us. Another excuse, change orders must cover all changes to date. Well, oftentimes, contractors are trying to negotiate with an owner one change at a time, but not really able to assess what the overall impact of the job is, because again, we're on change 78 on the job, and we didn't contract for that. We never had the management in the job to manage 78 changes. We had, you know, the appropriate management to manage a handful of changes. Another one I like, 
this change order must cover all changes to date. You can't reserve your right for future claims. Well, that just doesn't work for me. And again, that's why we're leading to at the conclusion of this discussion today, the unilateral change order. This is another tactic, if you will, by an owner, the refusal to pay you. So the coercion by the owner, you know, usually unfolds such that the contracting officer claims that, ah, we can't pay you unless you sign this change order. And what often happens is contractors can't survive forever on waiting for the change order to be signed. So they just uh, sign a change order with terms they don't agree with, and then they pay for it later by getting terms that they were coursed into agreeing to, like no time, like no money for overhead extension and things of that nature. But oftentimes contractors say, well, geez, if you don't sign change order three, I can't pay you for change order four. Sorry. And the contract or the, uh, the owner is usually not in a rush to, to get you paid and, and try to try to help you out there. So that becomes a, a very good and effective tactic, unfortunately, for owners. So the solution with all these challenges when they're thrown at you, all those bullets I just threw at you, the solution I would say is don't sign it. There is such a thing, which we're talking about today, called the unilateral change order. A change order doesn't have to be signed by the contractor. You can just simply not sign it, and you can tell the owner, hey, I'm not going to sign this. You need to issue it to me unilaterally. A unilateral change order is a change order executed to the contractor but not signed by the contractor. It still allows a vehicle for the client to actually pay you without you agreeing to their terms. As far as my story is concerned, in my career, I've done this dozens of times. been on some bad jobs where us... And the owner cannot agree on terms, so we just simply don't sign the change orders. I will say you've got to be a you know a cash healthy contractor in order to do that, but it can be effective, and it certainly will save you a lot of lawyers' fees at the end if you have to clean it up with an attorney when you, the contractor, haven't gone forward and signed a change order with terms that made no sense and really put you and your attorney there at the end of the job in a mediation situation in a bad position because you signed something that you really shouldn't have. I'm Scott Jennings. Work safe.